0: Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPM The Walk On. Today's episode, we go over how to handle handles while betting NFL playoffs with some help with zookeeper John plus NFL Super Bowl futures. And now from the bet bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Wolkowski. When you
1: see yourself, you gotta be yourself. This is TP in the walk on. I am Joel Wolkowski. I put the walk on, walk on. I put the talk and all things sports, gambling, comedy related. And joining me, as always, he is back in the John Wilkes. He's in a basement, but he's riding high. Say hello to the rich man's Wayne Brady, the techie-trekkie himself, Brian Allen Mitchell.
0: Hello. I love me some Wayne Brady. I was watching some of that. Uh, uh, let's make a deal. And that's what's that's what the playoffs are about. Let's make a deal to get the Browns into the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. So
1: before we get into it, Everyone who watches the show, they know you as the likable, sweet Brian. I don't know if you have it available. Maybe you have it on your phone. Can you share the selfie I, I got from I, you?
0: I mean, I'm gonna have to pull it up real quick. This is I mean, this
1: is the opposite of the NBA draft sh- selfie. I did share that, and you could see Brian Dower, see and then, and then
0: uh, there's like a yeah. You can't really see it. No,
1: you can it. see it. You see that grit. You see that determination. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> And you see one of the great days in young Brian Allen Mitchell's life. Love to see it, my friend. So happy for you. And, oh, yeah. I, you know, even, even all of our, like, viewers were like, oh, I'm so happy for Brian. Like, I was getting hit up nonstop on Sunday just because people were so stoked for you.
0: It, 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 just for Cleveland, I'm just happy to have a collective just happiness. Like, this is since – it felt like game seven times ten. I mean game 7 times
1: when, 10 times 10 times my 10 friend. that's crazy this is, this uh, is bigger I than mean, game
0: 7 I hey hey I, I know that's a, that's a it's a weird thing to say
1: You but. didn't set up anything in your backyard you didn't fly home to look at a, a billboard <laughs> you you <laughs> took in that game 7 like it's a religious experience that was your hajj in my book and this is 10 times bigger
0: Yeah it really was I mean you when the Steelers have always been that uh, older brother that has always beat you in backyard football, and you finally beat him, this is where it's all about. That's what it's all about. This is where we're at. And we're, we're just, after this, now we're on a free roll, my friend. We're, we're ready to go. You, you guys had a great time of it. It oh. was such a
1: route. I can't imagine it would be 10 times if it wasn't any other team but the Steelers. So, you know what? I think... I'll let you have it. I'll give you 10 times. I will you know, let you celebrate it as the biggest day of your life even though I disagree and <laughs> it was just it was just your day. Every dog has his day and it turns out every dog pound has his day. No, I'm not bitter. I didn't watch Buffalo and Cleveland win Super Bowls, super playoff games this weekend and just cry mournfully. <laughs>
0: Hey, that Bill's game was great. You got to get all the hats for that.
1: Give him all the hats. Philip Rivers going out with some of the greatest memes the world has ever known. That's his legacy.
0: <laughs> and He's got a great face. He's got a great, uh, I can't believe this face. Yeah, one of the great,
1: incredulous expressions of all time. And you know what? I want to say that was one of the great, great first plays in NFL history. We have Marquise Pouncey. In his last NFL game, sailing it over Roethlisberger's head, Roethlisberger doesn't want the
0: fumble, and then you know we have Browns up seven zero. I was I was so shocked. I was like, wait a minute, what's this? Is it? It, 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 it was just like the twenty fifteen Denver Broncos game, and I, I do want to get into that
1: because I actually I in my group thread with our guest who's on today actually we were talking about what are the great first plays in NFL playoff history. And there's actually not a list out there anywhere. So I went to Reddit and I went for the great first plays in NFL history. And I, I thought the Von Miller strip sack of cam in the Super Bowl. That was my first answer. I was like, Ooh. that's it. Wasn't a first play. Wow. Happened with uh, six minutes left in the first quarter. What was me. So other notable first plays in playoff history, we have. The Super Bowl with Seattle against Denver. We have mm-hmm. the same situation. Ball goes over Peyton's in the head. He has the presence of mind to take a safety. We have 2009 Tim Hauer, Bre- Hightower breaks free against the New Orleans Saints. Long touchdown. We have 2018 Breeze throws a, a pick six. Ooh. Yeah. To open I miss me some
0: Tim Hightower. I'm, I loved him in fantasy.
1: Yeah. Just the name Hightower. Yeah, love it. <laughs> and then we have Drew Brees throwing a pick in twenty eighteen. We have Michael Vick getting sacked as Eagles quarterback by Desmond Bishop on the first play of the game against the Packers in twenty ten. That Ooh. just set the stage for a slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. And then um we have Ray Rice. Getting off to
0: an 80-yard touchdown run. Yeah, I, I saw that one and I was like, mm, let's just let's let's put that one. We we just we, that's an asterisk. Like, okay, thanks, Ray, but no more. Yeah, and
1: we also have like probably my favorite is Russell Wilson fumbling in the 2013 NFC Championship game. Niners get the ball in the Seahawks red zone. The Seattle defense holds, changes defense the game.
0: Hold it. That's just good.
1: Ooh, Brian's a little low. But yeah, I uh, I didn't have that research in front of me, and so I yeah. went to Reddit. I had a lot of fun in the comment threads
0: parsing Thank that. Alt- and I
1: Thank do think you read it. I do have a little bit of a Cleveland conspiracy theory, something of a bone I want to pick with you on behalf of the Cleveland fan base. Okay. So we know Kevin Stefanski was not supposed to be involved in this game
0: whatsoever, right? Which was malarkey, but yes,
1: that was not the correct ruling, but that was the ruling. And Kevin Stefanski, his story seems a little too cute for me, huh? What are you talking about cute? A little too cute. He says he's watching at home in his basement alone, which I get because he's probably coaching. And he (laughs) says that he hears his kids hollering from upstairs 45 seconds before the play, and I don't think so that's very convenient t- if if you're if you're actually involved if you're skirting the issue if you've got the burner phone sending messages to the special teams coach on the sideline you're gonna say oh
0: yeah i heard it from my kids oh so oh so you're saying that uh he he pulled a ray farmer and was texting on the sideline yeah. is that what yeah, you're trying to say One hundred percent. he was involved in that game quite a Get bit out of here you don't think so well, I, I, mean, of course, there was probably like someone zooming on a phone for sure. Like, come on! But yeah, we don't know, you know. But I believe him. I believe that he was, he was like any Browns fan that day, and he, I, he I, was I, drunk like the, the in sweatpants, waiting for the Drew Carey show to come back on. <laughs> waiting for the Drew Carey show and watching it without your family that is such a Cleveland Browns fan uh, thing to do like I'm, son no not I'm, right now i'm telling you we'll talk later but i'm papa's got to watch the browns now i'm telling you if i was
1: kevin stefanski and you know i'm a polish american with a love of nfl football and the run game so yes, i'm yes. basically kevin stefanski i'm telling you if i cheated to coach this game via zoom The exact cover story I would come up with for this play would be, oh, I was on a delay. I heard it from my kids. (laughs) Launch an NFL investigation into this man. It adds up a little bit too conveniently for the investigator.
0: You leave my Kevin alone. What? Am
1: I asking too many questions? Are you rattled?
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, new new toys. New toys for these are Droll.
1: Old
0: toys. I've had them forever. Oh my god. You know what? I'm allowed to use
1: these. I've got a clause in my contract. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> no. Let's have some fun. Oh my god. Okay, so before we get into it, I do want to say that I got all the lines today from BetMGM. They are the official sports book of the Detroit Lions of Jamie Foxx and of TP and the walk-on and they will match your deposit up to 100% with code walk on 20. And I really thought these guys, you know, I, I look at gambling in terms of being aware of the customer. And I think they do offer bets that just genuinely reflect my needs as a gambler, the money Monday club. They have pretty loaded bets. They have some NBA parlays that are pretty good offerings and just, just the same game stuff. It's awesome. Like, on Sunday, I was looking for a way I could bet Nick Chubb to get 100 yards and, a, and the Browns to win. I couldn't find it. If I were in a state with legal gambling, I could have just gone to BetMGM. I could have used code WALKON20, and they would have matched my deposit. And my, Nick Chubb, my, my bankroll bank would be positively overweight with Chubb money coming in. I feel like a guy who does gastric bypasses. So go on to BetMGM, use code WALKON20. And remember, if you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's the Tennessee red line. And just take care of yourself. Be a responsible human being. This is fun. Do it for fun. Don't ruin your life for something fun. Okay, so this show is not just about gambling. It's not just about picking the correct games. It's about getting smarter as we do it, right? Do we want to get smart, Brian? Brian? Yes, we have to get smarter. That's that's the name of the game here. Name of the game. So I want to. Do you know what the handle
0: is? I was trying to look it up, and I it's about the, uh, the complete wagers of of the thing. Is that something like that? Yeah, the handle. It's actually if you
1: look at certain sites, um, they will pull up just a report of where the bet is. And I actually I had a pretty rough day Saturday on the games, hmm. so I was like, you know what. I looked at the handle on Saturday morning. I saw that there was no money on Washington. I saw that there was no money on on Indianapolis, and I was like, oh, those teams are going to cover, aren't they? And I didn't act on it, and -hmm. Vegas did great. Vegas is on their hottest streak ever, and all dogs covered on Saturday, and there was no
0: money on any of them. Man, all dogs covered in heaven, huh?
1: Yeah, all dogs covered in heaven. So I want to pull up the... The lines from this week, the handle report. I do have a lot of tabs going right now, so bear with me, Brian. Yeah,
0: I think the uh, I think there's going to be some good good bets around for this for this uh, this weekend. This the, the elite eight,
1: the elite eight, and you know it, it's tough for me because I told my last year I had to work through every single playoff game. And I told myself, this year, it's going to be awesome. Not the case. Okay, so <laughs> the there we go, right? You, go. you see it with me? You see the I handle? Okay, I can't tell what we see out of me. But you see here, This? Do you see that 84% of the money is on Green Bay. That's, that's interesting. You know that there's probably value in the Rams, even though it seems like the biggest no-brainer ever to take the... The Packers here, right? hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that's pretty good. But actually, look at the over-under there. You see that... 45. You see that for the under, it's 24% of the bets, but oh. 46% of the money. And this is from yesterday. But this tells you that yesterday, the most informed gamblers there are... The whales, if you will, the touts, if you'd rather, were putting big money on the under. And, you know, that's specific to that because you do see that there is a nice split with the under in the Buffalo Ravens game, but you don't see that it's the the whales doing it.
0: And this gets updated every day. Like, this is from... Uh, A day, two, or this is today?
1: Yeah, this is from yesterday. We get daily emails, being like that we are the Props Network. We do our homework here. We get daily emails around 4 o'clock. And just looking at this spread, looking at the amount of money on Buffalo, the percentage of money on the Ravens, and you know what? I think this line is telling me that the Ravens will win that game.
0: Ooh, I love this thing.
1: Yeah, do you follow me on that? Like there is a pattern and you can see them communicating
0: with you. Yeah. So like wow, now, so so with that, then you have the brown I like the with the browns at forty percent, fifty-six percent of the bets up there.
1: Yeah, fifty-six percent of the bets. They are good value, but you see that the browns aren't being bet with a lot of money. So if you see this, you see that the Browns have 56% of the bets, but only 40% of the Browns. So there's a lot of Browns bets, but that means people aren't betting the Browns in huge amounts.
0: Gotcha. So not they the good... only s- 25% of that bet.
1: Not the good sign you would want to see. And, you know, I've made this part of my Sunday routine. I encourage all our viewers, listeners to do the same and... You know what? If you guys, I will put this up on my socials if any of you podcast listeners care to take a gander at the chart we're looking at. So, yeah, it does seem like there's going to be good values in the unders this weekend, but that is our handle report. Nice. Okay, so I've been looking forward to this divisional weekend since last year. Like I mentioned, I worked. All through the playoffs last year, weren't wasn't able to watch a game, and I know divisional weekends, my favorite weekend of the year. I go to Vegas, I go to games, and I was like 2021, it's my year. Not the case. <laughs> I haven't seen my mother in a year, so we're uh, driving to hang out uh, with just each other halfway in an empty mansion in rural Pennsylvania. There's right. no television. Like There's no tel- like a movie. There's no television, but I will be playing games on my laptop.
0: All right. So we got that's mansion living.
1: And then, you know, I told my mom, hey, I'd love to see you. I got some gambling to do, but (laughs) I got to go home Sunday morning. And this might be a little graphic, this might be a little hack. Okay. But I'm at high risk for colon cancer. I have to get a colonoscopy every five years. Yeah. And it's scheduled for Monday. So I will be prepping for that. I will be watching the Browns try and go to the Super Bowl while I will spend three hours taking the Browns
0: to the Super Bowl. (laughs) So this means the Browns are going to win. This this just lines up. This means the Browns are going to win.
1: This is Browns synchronicity 100%.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So, yeah, we it's not the weekend I wanted, but it's the weekend I need for my health. Okay, okay. so let's talk about these games. Let's talk about they start Saturday, 4.35 p.m. in Lambeau Field. We have the Los Angeles Rams with Jared Goff, I believe, under center. Yeah. And they opened at six and a half point, seven and a half point underdogs. They're down to six and a half and I think this is too good to be true, right?
0: But golf—he, it looks like uh, for Tuesday, Tuesday's uh, practice—that golf was all ready to go, so he's full of practice. Um, I don't think I think Green Bay is going to just run them over a little bit. I I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, it, it, I think we were talking a little bit before that. Um, how uh, Tom Brady doesn't uh, like pressure too much. Uh, that's the same with Aaron Rodgers, but he knows how to get that ball out of his hands, and he has great receivers. Um, and a running back that's going to probably go for two touchdowns. So I think they, they'll put up a little fight, but um, I think this is just a rollover.
1: I, I'm with you. It feels too easy. If we look at the handle, we see there's a lot of money on the Packers, but... I think this is the Aaron Jones game watching that Seattle game. I couldn't help but be perplexed with the play calling because they kind of played right into the hands of the Rams defense. They were in the, the Packers. They're going to be running check downs. They're going to be moving off tackle very quickly. And Oh, Jalen Ramsey's taking away Devonte Adams. Well, good. Every other receiver on the team is just as good as Devonte Adams it's the system. You're guarding the software. The hardware's gonna get you, Los Angeles. So <laughs> I'm I'm all over the Packers here. I tied their money line with Alabama early this week. And I'm already writing my professional gambler for the Packers in the Super Bowl.
0: I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm with the only thing I'm a little scared about is how the last year in the 49ers ran through the Packers. And Cam Akers went for 132 yards against the Seahawks last week, so that's a question that um, you never know could crop up again, you know. But they're they're beefy uh, up front, so I don't see that happening again. But Cam Akers is really playing really good right now, and it's not just
1: Cam Akers. Like when the Rams got ahead in that game on Saturday and momentum was their way, like the second half of that that second quarter, their O line play was some of the best I've seen in the NFL this season. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Akers got 180 yards, but the holes he was going through, we could have got
0: 130. Yeah, no, their line's playing really good. I think with Whitworth back, uh, just really just just makes your... He just makes a line go. He's just a great left tackle, just a good old vet that knows what to do.
1: Yeah, and to see just all those holes in the run game, but again... I don't think Seattle attacked this defense correctly. I think they've had problems with them over the years, and I think Green Bay has been known for roughly a year now they that they need to address the run game. And yeah. really, like the Rams' offense, as co- built around Acres, reminds me of the Vikings' Dalvin Cook offense that the Packers D had no problem with.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's, uh, that's yeah. So I think there, I think we would have seen a change with the Packers maybe getting rid of Mike Pettin, but they didn't. So with that shows that they know they needed a couple pieces to figure that out, and I think they did. Yeah, so I'll take the Packers here. Uh, if it's
1: under a touchdown, I'll probably take it tied to the money line to the under. So yeah, all over mm-hmm. it. Ooh, my fiance texts me. She says, there's a good story I'm going to tell you when when, when you're done. So I can't <laughs> wait to find out what that good story is. Um, we do have a guest coming on to break down this next game. You know him. You love him. And uh, if you are a large piece of African hoofstock, you're fed alfalfa by him, Say hello to my friend Zookeeper John.
2: Zookeeper John,
1: Hi, good boy. to see
2: you. Nice to see you guys, too. Yeah.
1: Hello, Zookeeper John. Are you doing well? And it seems like a warmer climate.
2: I mean, <laughs> you would think so, but Houston's getting a little little chilly right now. It was like 28 degrees the other day.
1: Oh, I was under the impression I couldn't say what city you were from, so forgive me. <laughs> no,
2: don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an Astros apologist. You know, he, we, we say he feeds large animals, and he feeds them tips on what pitches
2: are coming. Um <laughs>
1: So, what are we talking about? What's across the Savannah for us this Saturday?
2: Well, as you guys alluded to, the the game that we're going to be talking about is, of course, two animals going up against each other in this round. It's going to be the Ravens Ooh. against the Bills, who are Buffalo Bills.
1: Okay. And is this, are we breaking this down via like a bison or the bad guy from Silence of the Lambs? Cause
2: I'm down for either. I mean, since we're trying to be you know, very zoological over here. We're going to go the American bison.
1: Okay. Meanwhile, we can just say that the people should know that this is an actual zoologist. He works with some of the most amazing creatures you ever know, and we will be breaking down the bisons. If you do want to do a Silence of the Lambs bet, you know, you can make a voice. Would you bet on me? I'd bet on me. (laughs) while looking in the mirror so let's talk about this animal matchup
2: yeah let's do it so um it's gonna be a close game obviously as as vegas predicts it's a tight one there's basically a a toss-up uh so we're gonna just try and go through some other ways of thinking about it besides just looking at stats and handles and money lines and all the things that are really helpful we're gonna go uh we're, we're gonna have fun like you mentioned earlier let's try and have fun let's see if maybe fun Unlocks a victory for and us. It's
1: the city of Buffalo. they who has more fun than us? Is their city motto?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, w- I mean, what a, what a triumph after how many years? Uh, just it gives me hope as a Lions fan. No, nah, there's like, no reason for you can, that. Shut the you fuck can, up. You can get a playoff win. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I know. Uh, so bison, American bison. We'll go with them first. Let's let's hit some stats for those guys. Length. About eleven to twelve feet long. Ooh, huge! Weight over two thousand pounds. Incredibly strong. That huge hump that you see on the back of a bison—that shoulder area—is just solid muscle. So,
1: ooh, what does that muscle do?
2: It lifts their head. So those Whoa. Four males in their head, when they are in battle and those two males are fighting with each other, they use those horns to hook each other and lift each other and throw each other around. So incredibly powerful animals.
1: Okay. So if I were a Buffalo bills linebacker, that tells me I'm wearing the neck roll on my helmet, you know, Byron Cox and Zach, Zach Taylor, they should have been on this team instead of playing against them in the NFC East.
0: That, that sounds like the bills defense. So this is, this is, this is scary. I like how many, how many think Ravens, how many Ravens do you think could take down a Buffalo? So
2: it would would probably take a few. Uh, Ravens are coming in at maybe only four pounds each, but they have a wingspan of about four feet. So they're pretty big. They're pretty large birds. Uh, Ravens also usually do some kind of teamwork involved. So there's usually a pair or a small group of them. Uh, I guess notably for for the time of year that we've been having this last few weeks, uh, a group of ravens is called a treachery or a conspiracy. Ooh, a
1: tre or a treacherous conspiracy. Who knows? Just like Kevin Stefanski in his basement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they're also unusually intelligent. So ravens are sort of the Einstein uh, of of their environment. So they're they're really good at problem solving. They're really good at teamwork, and they really enjoy play, which is actually one of the things that a lot of people use to kind of judge the intelligence of animals is do they have the capacity to play and ravens love to play so i think looking at the game there's a lot we can kind of glean into understanding how this game's going to play out based on the the zoological information that we're going over
1: okay so i imagine the weather's a little bit hard it's a little snowy there so you know, I imagine the ravens, they're going to be f- able to fly around with ease.
2: Yeah, you bring up an excellent point. So the, <laughs> the time of year that these animals are living through is really tough conditions. So uh, bison and ravens both overlap some of their range. So this is something that you could actually see in the wild. So three feet of snow, negative 10 degrees. The bison are out there using their huge shovel-shaped faces to push the snow out of the way to just barely scratch and get a little bit of Arr. old grass in. And the ravens are just flying around, eating everybody that already died. So the ravens love this time of year where it's a pretty lean time for the for those bison out there.
0: Oh, that's so mean. But, hey, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, I, I that
1: makes sense to me. But, um... Is there any accounting for like a particular buffalo who's like really big buffalo, but like the guy in charge of the buffalo puts a lot of small or quicker bison around them to like just make their <laughs> scheme operate a little better?
2: <laughs> sort of. The problem with being a really big bison is that you still need a lot of fuel. So in this lean time, you're working extra hard just to get by, kind of like Josh Allen right now <laughs> <You're> working- <laughs> hard to just barely get by the Colts.
1: And I think so, but I know the the word on the Ravens is they have a weak pass defense. Is there something in the conspiracy or the treachery that makes you think they're going to be able to keep up with these tiny, speedy bison?
2: Yeah. One of the things that Ravens are is incredibly versatile. So they're also very opportunistic. So they may not be getting as much as they want, but then all of a sudden they'll see a small weakness and they will just pounce all over that and take full advantage. So, you know, the ball might be moving, the ball might be moving, but maybe a turnover, but maybe, you know, a negative play, a penalty, something happens and they're just all over it. So, Okay. You know, but what, well,
1: what, what, what do you got a great Raven, right? And you, 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 you raised this Raven in Miami He's gotten awards for being the best bird of, of, of the year. And you take the bird of the year into the professional birding society. And, you know, he seems like he's going to change the bird game. He's he's spitting up worms really well. He's he's, he's flying. He's hopping. He's not using his wings at all. And uh, people are really concerned about him using his wings. But this raven has never encountered snow before. Do you trust his instincts to overcome the lack of experience with this terrain
2: i do i do i fully i fully go with uh ravens understanding their strengths and so one of the things that they're able to do is not only fly so sure they can use their wings but they do spend a lot of time on ground and they they move around the underbrush they're always searching and looking so uh i think going through uh, some of that snow and stuff, when they when they do see something they want, they always land. And so I think he's going to land on his feet.
1: Ooh. Okay, so I think you're actually affirming what I see from Handel. So if you're just watching games on TV, it's all how great Josh Allen is. But if you look at the numbers and if you look at the zoologic breakdown of these two creatures from absolutely different phylums, it tells you that the Ravens are actually the smart bet here. Am I right?
2: That's what I would go with. Absolutely. So I think um, what we saw not only with the zoological breakdown that we did, but also just like you were saying before, like looking at the handle, looking at the numbers, if you even just look at the games, that Colts game was one sided. Every single stat pretty much was Colts, 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 Colts. So by the time you got down to it, like those bills just kind of snuck by. I mean, Josh Allen Far and away was their leading rusher, but that's not the scheme in Buffalo. That shouldn't be it. It is with the Ravens. Lamar's got to be their leading rusher. Mm -hmm. But when you also have Edwards and you've got J.K. Dobbins back there as well to help even that out, that's a a scary ground game. (laughs) Sorry.
1: I think you're right. And doggy agrees. And you know, we, the bet Buffalo is missing their best running back. And on the other side of the field, the Ravens running back core is so good that Mark Ingram has been a healthy scratch most weeks. So yeah, I think Buffalo here, that's the play. And I'm going to take Buffalo. And I'd also suggest just given the number stats, let's tease Buffalo in the under it. Doesn't that sound like a lovely afternoon having eight and a half points on a run heavy team that might be playing from ahead in a snowy climate yeah
0: I and I would say they they bottled up Jonathan Taylor pretty well you know he had a couple of things but the bills were keyed up to to really uh, you know really pound it in for that defense so and I will bills say bills, bills let's go look at look at
1: the history of great quarterbacks. they don't win in their first breakout year. they win the next season. Mm -hmm. We have from Mahomes all the way back to Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. None of the great ones get over the hump in their first instance, but if you look at the Seahawks, if you look at the Steelers, if you look at the Chiefs, it's actually fairly common for teams to get over the hump in their second season. So I think that could be the case here. Like, it totally fits every marker of that, so... Yeah, I like Buffalo here.
0: Let's go Buffalo.
2: Yeah, what did? Go no Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong
1: one, Brian. Okay, so my internet is bad. I think we are good with Zookeeper John here. Thank you for coming on. Much and... appreciated. No, I'm 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 taking the Ravens and the under in that one. John, thank you. I was getting a lot of messages there, so I was a little distracted, but my sole focus is back on the Props Network, and I suggest you do the same. Smash that subscribe button if you're on YouTube, or if you're on iTunes, or Spotify, or Google Play, or Twitch. Do they they have subscribe on Twitch? I don't know. They do on OnlyFans. Hit me up, size 15. But... You know, we we really work hard to give you gambling analysis in an interesting and informative way. So, take advantage of it. We're here every day. I put in the work. I don't think anyone's doing the sort of studying that's mixed with absolute lunacy that I am. So, join me on this journey. We will have a great time betting these games. The Super Bowl in the NBA season, and we've got a lot of great stuff here. We've got not one, not two, not three, not four, but five time Emmy winner Jamoke Davis. He does Just for Sport on Monday and Thursdays. I'm doing daily NBA bets at two o'clock, four to five times a week. And then we have Dexter and the boys, they're doing some awesome NBA content as well. And you know, if you go to our site, Amazing tools are the future tool. We're seeing this sh- there are line comparison tool that we're using to show you what we're betting on. That is awesome. It's I use it every day and it also extends pretty far into both futures and geographic breakdowns. So it's an amazing resource for you guys. So subscribe to the props network. We got your back. And in an era where most sports media companies are just having to cover like whoever a star. I think you need a place that actually works to cover the games. So, yeah, that place is the Props Network. That man is Jamoke Davis. And Jamoke, I just sold you a lot, so you got to start doing some tape. All right, back to the show. Let's go to Sunday and the Cleveland Browns 10-point dogs at the Kansas City
0: Chiefs. How are your emotions, Brian? Um, Riding high. Um, Not sure if... Uh, Clyde Hilaire will uh, be available because he is um, he has a high ankle sprain and we know what high ankle sprains are in NFL drill. I mean, look at Michael Thomas um, when we get to that Saints game. That was game, such was a easy. bad karma
1: thing for you, dude. I'm stunned the Browns won with you b- doing that cheap shot <laughs> to me on, <laughs> uh, on Sunday. Hey. Brian ripped me off in a fantasy football trade. He didn't mention it but Michael Thomas scored his—I scored—I traded for Michael Thomas, and Brian didn't bring it up until Michael Thomas scored his first first touchdown of the year in the (laughs) postseason.
0: I'm sorry. It was a good fleece, though. It was a great fleece. It seemed like a good idea.
1: Every one of my friends, you and Donnie both, have been sending me, like, the most cursed text messages ever, and your team still win. It's making (laughs) me lose my mind. Donnie, at 3 o'clock, sent— when the, when the Titans were up like four points against, the Ravens were up four against Tennessee, there yeah. was a, a truck that crashed into a comedy club in Nashville. Hmm. And Donnie got the photo from inside the club and put Lamar over the truck. And it's oh. like, you guys are doing such bad karma, but you still win. It's driving me crazy.
0: <laughs> I'm so, sorry. so and, sorry. And
1: now I have to give you good news. Hmm. So, you know I have that guy. He gives me cryptic underdog picks yes. out of the blue yes and he's right a lot of the time the last time i heard from him was when washington upset the then undefeated pittsburgh steelers mm-hmm. and around nine fifteen on sunday night when you're finishing up your euphoria and you're done sending trash talking text messages to me come on <laughs> i get a text that says you know Cleveland matches up really well with Kansas
0: City. And mm-hmm. they do. I mean, did I have the Chiefs I have the Chiefs got beat by the Raiders, right? The yes. Raiders. And they've there's a lot of teams that they've hung out with. Let's see. The the for the Panthers, uh they won by two. Um what I mean, they almost got beat by the Broncos. Like they're they hang around and they hope. That Patrick Mahomes saves the day. But we have Nick Chubb, who used to be a Kansas City running back. So he's got a lot to play for. And if we can just keep what, controlling that. What do you mean Nick that. Chubb
1: was a Kansas City running back? I don't I don't understand the story. Did I say
0: Kareem? Oh, sorry. No,
1: yeah, you said Chubb.
0: Oh, Kareem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um. So you got Kareem. You got Chubb. Those two are just going to. You're just going to run the football down your throat. But I'm scared about Travis Kelsey. I don't know who's going to guard him on our team. I mean, B.J. Goodson might be able to do it. Got some great news that Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson are back. I mean, to beat the Steelers with third, fourth uh, uh, cornerbacks, I mean, hey, hey, not bad. Not too bad. Yeah, the amazing thing about the Browns' victory
1: was not— that they did it without their coach or the COVID concerns. It's that they did it without Joel Betonio, Denzel Ward, Kevin Johnson, and like you know, a limited Jack Conklin. So they were without a large part of their identity. And if you look at that Browns identity, what do they want to do? They want to the run the run the ball, bleed the clock, and even their pass game is built around Jarvis Landry now, who is one of the best clock bleeders. In the NFL, as far as receivers go, and on the reverse side, all their great uh, defensive weapons, Miles, Ward, they're built against passing games. So the the recipe here is pretty simple to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, just keep Mahomes on the sideline and let him start uh, going over lines for his new state farm commercial. That's what we need.
1: Yeah, lines for his new State Farm commercial. And you know what? I do think the Browns, in a tease here, are a pretty nice candidate.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I really, I think this is going to be a really good game for, I mean, I I think it's, what's the over here? We got
1: the over. I have, if you let in my screen share of the handle, it's there. So the over under is 56 and you see that only 23% of bets on it. Not much of the handle, though. But I'm thinking a tease of the Browns and the under of 62 mm. is pretty good. You have the Browns getting 16. You have the get this game being what? You can still win that bet if it's 38 to 21 all day.
0: Ooh. Man, yeah, thirty-eight to good.
1: twenty-four. They got to cover the sixteen, <laughs> or you can do a seven-point tease, and or you could just do it with Tampa Bay because something weird is going to happen there. I don't think the Browns are going to win this game, but I think they'll cover.
0: Yes, they will cover. They will win. Uh, this is th- this is what we need. It if it all comes together and we get uh, a a historic. Uh, Browns versus Bills, or a historic Browns versus Ravens. It, it's just a really uh, a great matchup for for the AFC all the way through.
1: Yeah, and not to go. F- I've been a little conspiracy laden in talking about Browns games on the show, uh-huh. but watching a lot of Chiefs this year, it did seem like they had their foot off the gas and they wanted to get as many repetitions as possible in getting the ball last and that's what these really great quarterbacks that's why they are the great ones Mahomes Rodgers Russell Wilson not against divisional opponents um so yeah I think this is a game where Mahomes turns it on late it's a heartbreaker for Cleveland but you know that you're against uh one of the best teams ever assembled so no shame in it
0: yeah I I, how do we there's the question marks that we have it's how do you stop Kelsey? How do you start Tyreek? Uh I don't think Sammy Watkins was tweeting that we that the Browns are nothing. So it's just hey. All right Sammy, let's go. It, it, if everyone's coming out and just giving that nice uh uh locker room chat stuff. This is a Browns win. And you know, Sammy,
1: why are you talking shit about the Browns? The why Browns they don't live up to the hype every season. Just like a certain wide receiver from Clemson, who the Bills originally gave up a bounty for, right? Sammy, bro, like, you Sammy. Were, you got traded, bro. Like, no, Sammy, you're a. You don't start in fantasy football, and you're a receiver on the Chiefs. <laughs> you are the Sendejo of Kansas City. Don't be talking no trash, Sammy.
0: Yes. yes. Who do
1: you think you are, DeAndre Hopkins? A guy who's made a Pro Bowl in, in the past five years? I know he probably has, but that's probably a product of playing in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Watkins shouldn't talk any trash. He's been, he's been, he's rubbed me wrong his entire career. He, yeah. He's the only person who didn't enjoy playing in Buffalo. And that's all you need to know about that dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, last game of the weekend. We're locking the Browns in a tease. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a good, Matt Quimby. Oh, last game. And this is kind of crazy. The Bucks are only three-point dogs at New Orleans. Three-point dogs. And the last time these two teams played uh-huh. was one of the most lopsided games in NFL history, according to the advanced metrics, in favor of the Saints.
0: And Did Tampa only score three points, I think? Yeah. So? Yeah,
1: It was a bad Brady game. I mean, Tampa's obviously better than they are then. Maybe the benching of Ronald Jones, which eliminated me from a guillotine playoff league. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the going with Leonard Fournette actually gives them a, a kind of different look against his offense, but
0: mm-hmm. what do they know? They don't know anything. It, what they do know is that uh, Michael Thomas is ready to go, and Drew Brees is different when you have Michael Thomas and you have all those weapons ready for him. So I, I don't. This might be another lopsided, but you, you know, Tom always easy... He, he can do something. Gronk did nothing. I mean, he was just more. Everyone was praising his blocking, so that's nice that he's he's blocking well. But um, they're going to need a lot more uh, out of him to get going. But I, I see the Saints kind of pulling it off here. What do you think? I
1: mean, just going off that last game, I feel like it would be irresponsible to go anywhere but the Saints, right? Yeah. And this is a team... I know maybe there's the Brady-motivated no- notion, but, like, Brady's going to be in the NFL next season. That's not true of Drew Brees. Mm. I mean, we've seen this Saints team flame out three consecutive postseasons. We've yeah. maybe even that streak might even go longer and like it's just it's a fact of life so i think the saints here i don't i don't think you overthink it
0: no uh from if you're just looking at if you're looking at the numbers it feels like the saints have their number right <laughs> going by the numbers they have their number so it it's it feels like a no-brainer uh, all the way and that's why i don't trust it oh yeah it does it does feel like well yeah everyone's gonna go put it on the saints because of all those of those numbers there but you think brady can pull it off i know he's a magician in the playoffs but he's gonna get He he's gonna need some luck there um i th-
1: if we're looking for something to tease with the browns why not the buccaneers
0: Mm. Oh, and in the chat, there was Browns, a lock, and a teaser, plus 17.
1: Yeah, so you, you tease the Browns to 17, you tease the Bucks to 10. That's, that And I, I think you put your meat and potatoes, the, the Ravens will will go on them. So I think if we're in a good position on Saturday, if mm. things come through like we think they will... Let's just tease those two and have a laid-back Sunday. Yeah, and then if uh, if that ends up crapping out, throw a little bit on the Buccaneers money line because it's suspicious. <laughs> Tie it with the under because of the handle.
0: Yeah, man, yeah, it, it's it's really if if they can bottle Alvin Kamara up, okay, then you got a game. But anything else is uncivilized, as uh, they say, with the Dijon mustard. I think. Um, that's
1: actually right guard, <laughs> Charles Barkley in the same helmet that zookeeper John wore in our previous segment. <laughs> so should we take a second to go through the futures and all that good stuff before we get out of here, guy? Yeah, sounds good. I keep on hitting settings for screen share. I'm <laughs> such a doofus. Okay, no, no. so let's look at Super Bowl, Super Bowl matchups. Super Bowl winner, we have the Chiefs, plus 220. That could be a good thing to get in on.
0: Chiefs, plus 220. So what is that telling me? What is that telling me, Joel?
1: Um, It tells you that Vegas thinks the Chiefs are going to win.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Like, those are very short odds right now. And really, I see the belief, if you look at the conference of the winning team, AFC minus 165, Vegas thinks the Chiefs are taking
0: this. Interesting. Okay.
1: So you could pick AFC, you could pick them in like in the next round. If we think Baltimore beats Buffalo, mm-hmm. then maybe you bet the Chiefs to the Super Bowl right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that that sounds about right. You Cause, know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think Buffalo can beat the Chiefs. I don't think that's true of the Ravens. Yeah. And let's go through Super Bowl matchups because this is a little too good to be true. We have Chiefs versus Packers chiefs versus
0: saints there's some value in betting them both Ooh, Chiefs or saints that's yeah i feel like that's a that's a good bet just to do like how much would you think you would put on that and given those odds put 25 dollars on each if the chiefs win the afc
1: you're gonna come out ahead
0: mm. yeah see.
1: all over that my friend ravens versus packers huh yeah, Ravens versus Packers. Again, I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I would be more intrigued with... Because if the Browns win this game, they can they could beat either the Ravens or Bills. So yeah. maybe there is something to putting $5 on Browns-Packers and Browns-Saints. Like That's your way of betting on the Browns this weekend, if you want them to win.
0: Hey, I'd say Browns-Packers. That feels... As I visualize it in my brain, it feels like a good, a good little, little side bet right there.
1: Yeah, maybe this is the world giving us a little 2021 magic. So, yeah, you can do that. And if we we even look at, are we scrolling along at Super Bowl MVP? Uh huh. Where is it? Let's put a dollar on Nick Chubb.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
1: Let's put a dollar on Nick Chubb to win
0: 150 bucks. Wow. Right? Ooh, that wow, that that got me giddy. I love that.
1: Yeah. It's kind of Well, you you do love championship MVPs. That's what your Alex Caruso bet was. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I was pretty close. I was pretty close. He was gaming. But was, what's the best value? Is is Trump the best value, or would you go and do uh, Jarvis Landry?
1: I mean, if if we're really talking about best value, I'm going to go bet Pat Mahomes right now plus three fifty. Yeah, like that seems like if you bet
0: Mahomes, I'll go, I would go with Rogers though. You bet Rogers both those guys, 25? and you
1: if that's the Super Bowl matchup, you win either way, mm. and you win decently either way. You come up ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that it's going to be a fun weekend even though it's not what we expected. It's what we're getting.
0: Oh yeah. This is I think this is going to be a goodie. Everyone How many is there like a bet for uh, games that get you know get won in the fourth quarter or anything like that? Cuz I think it's going to be one of those close.
1: What which one will be close?
0: Uh I think the Bucks Saints will be close.
1: Okay, so I mean, if you think it'll be close, just take the bucks plus three. And you can tell that Vegas thinks they that'll be a a close game because when you try and buy the half point bucks to plus three and a half, Mm. there you take a lot of money out of that one. It goes from like minus 105 to minus 135 in the places I've looked at. So, Mm -hmm. kind of
0: scary. That is scary.
1: All right, well, I had a great time. This was one of my favorite shows we've done. And probably because you're so happy. Woo! And I'm glad to see you excited, thrilled, happy to be alive. And this weekend, we are all Brian Allen Mitchell. We're all cheering for the Browns, sitting in that seat, sneaking out after dark to do maskless improv.
0: <laughs> Don't tell my secrets, Joel.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, and? Uh, <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys so much. For the Props Network, for Brian Allen Mitchell, and for all of us wanting to wish you a happy Divisional Weekend, this is Joel Wachowski, walking off.